was saying, Johnny. So last week I had, I think, uh, I had a group of, it's called SDC, which is like the special ed class. Mm-hmm. So I was subbing for like the special ed class, where it's a mixture of like fourth and sixth graders mm-hmm. who like have like emotional behavioral issues, so they can't be like with the mainstream classes. Mm-hmm. And they were doing a unit on bats, right? Bats. Mm-hmm. So like we were doing like a, we watched like two videos on YouTube about bats. We cut out and glued like paper bats. It was a whole day about just like bats or whatever, right? And so as we're like watching the video, like the narrator mentions like, oh, in a group of bats is known as a cauldron. Mm. And I was like, oh, that sounds Right? A cauldron of bats. And it reminded me of, remember a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about like our favorite names of for groups of animals. Mm -hmm. So I looked up this list. I was like, look, how do we find more like funny names for groups of animals? And like, there's a list right here. I want you, I'm going to name the ones that are the most prominent ones. And you want, and you tell me like yay or nay on the name. Okay. Bears. No. Hold on. (laughs) A sloth of bears. Okay. A gang of buffalo. Gang. And anything is always cool. <laughs> what about a quiver of cobras? Nah. Okay. A drove of donkeys? No. A parade of elephants. That's cool. Have you heard of that? A parade of elephants? No, but it makes sense. I've heard of that a couple of times. I thought like I was referring to an actual real uh, parade. A convocation of eagles. Too complicated. Too what? Complicated. Okay. What about a cast of falcons? Almost. This one everybody knows. A school of fish. Yeah. Okay. An army of frogs. Hmm. An army of frogs. Have you heard of that? No, I could get behind that though. Like, like I literally just picture. I picture like all these like. I imagine like a group of frogs are lined up like in columns and rows, and they have, like that traditional cliche like army helmet mm-hmm. with like the straps kind of flapping around. You know what I'm talking about? Like 1940s era, kind of? Mm-hmm. And they're kind of just like like just like a little frog march kind of thing. Uh, a bloat of hippos. That's cool. Makes a sense. bloat of hippos. <laughs> a cackle of hyenas. Perfect. You like that one. Okay. A mob of kangaroos. Why? I don't know. You don't like that one? A mob of kangaroos? It doesn't fit. A conspiracy of lemurs. What's that got to do with lemurs? Oh, you know, you know, conspiracy is conspires to come together, like yeah, we conspired, like that song we conspire. Makes more sense for the hyenas. No, because the hyenas can't take anything seriously. That's why like, they're a cackle. A murder of crows is dope, but it fits for them. Okay, what's hold on? A murder of crows or a cauldron of bats? Which is better? Murder of crows. Really? Okay. What about a team of oxen? No. A parliament of owls. That's great. A parliament of owls. It sounds like the, like the owls are like way more important than like anybody gives them. Like, res- like they don't get enough respect. They're like a parliament. Of owls. Have you seen um, real quick? Have you seen what's supposed to be on the daughter of that little tiny owl? Mm, oh, on the bottom of like the corner. It's a yeah, tiny, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it yeah. does really look like an owl. Yeah, it looks like a thing with like two eyes or something, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. This one's my favorite one. A crash of rhinos. Okay. A crash right. of rhinos. It sounds like they're getting together to like throw a party. A crash of rhinos. A shiver of sharks. Hmm. That'll send some shivers down your spine. A fever of stingrays. Nah. No? That one doesn't do it for you? It fits more with like snakes. What about an ambush of tigers? A little, a little bit on the nose. 
a gang of weasels. Yeah. Again, the word yeah, gang. You like that one? And then a zeal of zebra. Nope. Oh, okay. That's all I got for you. I thought those were funny. I really like a crash of rhinos and the a bloat of hippos are the funniest ones for some reason. A bloat of hippos. Like, they even have, like, a fat name. I thought that was funny. So that was... Dude, I can't wait to see him in the future when, when a lot of, like, our kids grow up. Or at least our generation where they start making discoveries and they start being named after the pop culture that we know. Mm-hmm. Like, uh... Like Thor, like they find an animal and it's a Thor of something. Oh, like a Thornicus something. Yes. Oh, like a scientific yeah. name. Uh huh. They're doing. They did that for um for Pokemon a while back. They discovered like a new species of some kind of like animal, mm-hmm. and they gave it like a Pokemon name, like because it looks like the Pokemon. I thought I heard about that one before, but I don't. I don't recall the name. Yeah, I forgot what it, I can't for the life of me remember what it was. But like this new species or whatever looks a lot like a specific Pokemon, so they just called it. They gave it like the scientific name of that Pokemon's name. And then, like, you know, some Latin ending. Yeah, that's going to be pretty fun. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dual Sense Podcast. As always, I am your host, Andrew Orozco, joined by the ever-loyal, the ever-stalwart, the badger of the high desert, the self-reclaimed lost cause, because he's always down for the cause, never down for the count, the unnecessary one, Johnny. What's up? So what's a gang of badgers? A gang of badgers? You have to look it up. I don't think that was one. Badgers? I don't think there was a gang of badgers. Did I say that? No, I'm just wondering if they have their little group name. For badgers? Mm-hmm. Uh, I already closed the tab, so... All right, fuck it. <laughs> you didn't tell me I was going to need it. You didn't tell me I was going to have to keep that tab open. I just thought about it now. Johnny, I'm like rubbing my face, and I can feel like all the grains of sand from outside on my face. For those of you who don't know, we are recording from an undisclosed location in the high desert. And currently, we are going through a sandstorm. And I just washed my car on Saturday. And already, it's covered in a layer of sand and dust. And that's kind of upsetting. It's very upsetting for me. And my face, I have like grains of sand all over my eyes. And it's really annoying. But that's neither here nor there. Johnny, let's dive into the stories for this week. We have a couple, a couple, for, for once, we're not going to refer to a specific article. We're going to just shoot from the hip, so to speak. Uh, so, not much to my surprise, but also to my surprise at the same time. Last week, we talked, like, we Johnny and I both said we expected Sora, right, to be the Smash announcement, because that was, like, trending on the internet. And then the day after, it was Sora. It was, I, I remember, ah, Johnny, like, I, I'm not exaggerating when I say that I watched that announcement trailer. And the reveal, like, I literally, like, my eyes literally got, like, teary-eyed. Especially when, like, the music started playing and everything. Like, when the keyblade, like, opens, like, the keyhole and then Sora comes through and, like, all, like, the Smash characters, like, wake up from, like, their weird suspended animation thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, they turn around and they kind of, like, welcome in Sora. Like, like, what a perfect character for, like, the final Smash reveal, I thought. Like, what make, what make, who could make more sense than someone who is the result of a collaboration mm-hmm. to be in this, like, the most hyped crossover game of all time? Because Sora only exists because Square Enix and Disney decided to work together. Mm-hmm. And then to bring that character into another, like, multi-crossover game, like, it just seems so, like, fitting. And then, like, in the tra- in the reveal announcement, like, Sakurai, who's, like, the main, like, he's the head of the studio of, that's in charge of making Smash, he mentioned, like, Six years ago, they put out, like, a poll to see, like, 
who is like the most requested character they wanted in Smash, and of course it was Sora. Like they didn't tell anybody at the time because I guess they didn't want to feel the studios to feel pressured. Like if it if, like people found out that Sora was the most requested, they're gonna like harass Square Enix, like put him in Smash or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they kind of like sat on the results for like six years, and now we have Sora and Smash as of like what? Let's see. Like, a week from now, Sora's going to join Smash, like, officially. Really? I thought it was some mighty days you had to wait. No, it's October 18th. Okay. Today's October 11th. So, a week from today, we're going to get Smash. I mean, we're going to get Sora in Smash. <laughs> John, what do you think about that? Like, I mean, I know you play Kingdom Hearts, but I know you're not, like, the biggest, like, fan of it. But you're not a hater of it either. Like, how... Did no, you, I Do you feel it. indifferent, or what is it? Yeah, I'm a little bit indifferent. I I really didn't get into that series at all. But can you think of another character that'd be more fitting than Sora, for Smash? No, not really. I I want other characters, but this makes sense, of course. For a finale, right? Yeah. Um, I I don't really see too many people complaining about this. There are complaints, of course, but I don't fucking understand them. Yeah, a lot of people for some reason really wanted like a Mortal Kombat character. That's fucking weird for the last one. Well, because we've gotten a character from King of Fighters, we got a character from Tekken, mm-hmm. we got uh, well, just those two. Those are like the major fighting franchises. So Mortal Kombat kind of makes sense, but but then who in Mortal Kombat? Just Sub Zero, Scorpion or Sub Zero, one of the two. Which I guess could work. I could imagine that working, like because they have like grab moves and they you know they can do like. Up B, down A. No, since we have Snake, I think Kratos or uh, Master Chief would have made more sense. Or Doom Guy. Full on Doom Guy. Oh, not just the costume character or whatever? No. The Doom Slayer. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were saying, like, why isn't isn't there, like, a PlayStation representation? And it's like, there's plenty of characters in Smash who already represent, Mm -hmm. technically, already represent, like, PlayStation in a way. Like eight of them, right? They're, well, Sephiroth and Cloud are, like, two characters who are pretty much exclusive. Like, Final Fantasy VII, it's not exclusive to PlayStation, but it first launched on PlayStation. Yeah, it's the same thing like Crash. So, like, yeah. Crash represents Sony, although Sony doesn't own them. Yeah, it's, like, pseudo-representation, sort of. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like Snake, for example. Snake is already in there. Yeah. And some people were like, oh, that's, like, for the longest time. I know Metal Gear started on Nintendo, but really, like, in its heyday, it's on the PS1, PS2, like, solid, like, you know, solid, uh, solid 2, Sons of Liberty, like, yeah. that. that's kind of the closest thing. That's where they became legends. Exactly. And for the longest time, like, I think it wasn't until, what, Metal Gear... No, 2 was... No, Subsistence was on Xbox, actually. Okay, but still, it's, like, regarded as, like, that's, like, PlayStation, like, unofficially right mm-hmm. and uh of course uh sora who again there is kingdom hearts games outside of playstation ecosystem but really it started off on playstation so anyways i know a lot of people were kind of like why why is only like microsoft listed because they have um they have uh what's his name the guy from minecraft uh steve and alex because mojang is now owned by microsoft so anyways uh kind of getting the weeds to it well how'd you feel about uh mickey i mean goofy not being in it who was it, Goofy and Goofy Donald? And Donald. Yeah, I, I, a lot of people theorized who were like, like there was one character, oh, not one. I'm sorry, not character. It was like YouTuber. I was watching a Maximilian. You probably mm-hmm. heard of him, Johnny. He was theorizing before the reveal, like Sora would be great. He said, but like just a legal nightmare for like cop for like that's what it sounds like. Yeah. And then that's exactly. It's like it seems like obvious that there were like caveats 
uh, to getting Sora. Yeah, not in. even the level has anything Disney. Exactly, like all the stuff. I think the only slight hint of Disney is the keychain, the Mickey yeah. Mouse keychain on the key on the keyblade. Mm-hmm. But like the backgrounds, like the stained glass windows that traditionally show like Disney characters, are replaced with like symbols instead. Like only the original characters of Kingdom Hearts, like Riku and Kyrie. It's a nice stage, but as a final stage, it looks pretty boring. It's just you're on a stage and you just fly up to that castle. And that's it. It's, and then it just gives you the stained glass. But there's nothing crazy like a... Fuck. Uh, I don't know the, the character's levels. But there's levels that are a lot more elaborate than that. Yeah. I was think. Yeah, I agree. There's a couple of stages that I think uh, that would have worked better that are still like not Disney that they could have used. Like mm-hmm. safely they could have used. I don't know. I mean, the stained glass is iconic, though, because that's pretty iconic for Kingdom Hearts is, like, the stained glass, like, depictions and art in the background. But there's a few places, there's a few, like, hubs in the Kingdom Hearts games that, like, would work without the Disney even being involved in any way. Like, there's, like, Twilight Town and Traverse Town and Hollow Bastion, like, these, like, grand, like, epic-looking worlds that are not in a Disney movie or anything that they could have used. So, mm-hmm. I agree with you that with that. I'm glad we're getting like a lot of like the Kingdom Hearts music though, because they always add in a whole bunch of music tracks from the games, and like they have like they have the gummy they have the gummy ship theme, they have like the combat theme from like the from the first game. Yeah, they have some stuff thrown in from Kingdom Hearts too. I like how they also Sora has by far the most like custom skins of any character. Uh huh. Where they showed him they what have four skins. He has more than four actually. Okay. He has I think up to, it's like eight of them. From his different appearances throughout the game. There's like the first four are like from his appearances in the games like Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and 3 and Dream Drop Distance. But then he also has like his black and white one from the Timeless River from like the the 1950s looking Mickey level. Yeah. I'm sorry, 1930s Mickey level. Where like it's just him in monochrome colors, black and white. Like even his face is like Disney-fied kind of. So that's really cool. Because that's, I imagine that would be harder to pull off because it's like the whole Disney connotation. Okay, so... Uh, this is sort of yeah it's adjacent it's it's not okay so the question I really have for you though is Sony came out with Enix and they came out with uh, with Final Fantasy 7 right and then they have the Marvel properties with uh, Spider-Man Sony's very close with these two companies you think that does that give you any help for them to make a new Kingdom Hearts because Tony's I'm Tony Sony seems really tight with these two companies now, so... Are you what? saying for another Kingdom Hearts game? Yeah. Well, I mean, Sony doesn't really have, like, much involvement. Kingdom Hearts is Square Enix and Disney. Like... Yeah, but Sony produced the first Kingdom Hearts, no? Or is that just... I don't think... Was that just Square Enix and something? I think that was just Square... Oh, Actually, I don't even think that was Square Enix. That was Square Soft before they even became Square Enix. I think it was Square Soft and... Disney. It wasn't even Square Enix yet. It was just Square Soft and Disney. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of ideas of where the franchise can go now that, like, the main, like... You know how, like, in Marvel, like, the Infinity Saga is over, right? Okay. In Kingdom Hearts, like, what they call the the, Seekers of, the Seeker of Darkness, like, that's, like, the arc, the story arc, yeah. is officially over with Kingdom Hearts 3, mm-hmm. where, like, the characters can come back. Like, Kingdom Hearts 3, like, for spoilers reasons, spoilers, big spoilers, if you, haven't, if you don't plan on playing it, um if you do you should have played it by now but kingdom hearts 3 ends with like a cliffhanger where like the main overall story is done like the main villains finally dealt with and he's gone and whatever but like sora like is in a weird world like he doesn't get to have like a proper happy ending like he ends up in a different 
he ends up like what it looks like to be like modern Japan, like in the middle of like in the middle of like Shibuya or something. I mean, like he doesn't know where he is, and the game just ends there. Who exactly owns Sora? Sora, I believe, is technically owned by Disney. So can you see a game where Sora has nothing to do with Disney? Mm, no, I don't think you can separate the two. Cause like Kingdom Hearts three had nothing, no Final Fantasy characters whatsoever. Like they completely dropped like any like the Square Enix side of the relationship. Yeah, there's like no Final Fantasy characters at all, with the exception of they added some in the DLC for the game, the Remind DLC. They added like uh, Yuffie and uh, Aerith and some of the characters from Final Fantasy VII. They brought them back, but like that's not part of the main game. So they really can't make a reboot where they don't reference all the Disney characters. I don't think so. I don't think you can get away from the Disney stuff because it's. That's consistently been like the core of like Kingdom Hearts is exploring the Disney worlds. Okay. Like when they first came out with Kingdom Hearts, they said like, like you'll never explore like Final Fantasy worlds. Like that's not part of the, like what they're trying to do with the game. Like even the first game, like you never explored Final Fantasy worlds. You only explored Disney worlds, and you had like a splatter of like of Final Fantasy characters here and there. Hmm. That's always been like the template. So, of course, they come up with their own original worlds for the game, but, like, Final Fantasy, as far as the involvement of Final Fantasy, it always only includes the characters and, like, I guess the spells, because mm-hmm. the spe- magic system is based off the Final Fantasy one, where it's Fire, Fyra, Fyraga, Kir, Kira, Kiraga, like, that's, like, a Final Fantasy staple. So, you're saying Sora's future is bleak? No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's bleak. I'm saying I don't know where they're going to go with it. But and not anytime soon. Probably not anytime soon. It's gonna be a while. The last major like canon game that came out is the is that weird music game, the uh, Memory of Melody or whatever, Kingdom Hearts Memory of Melody, and that right. supposedly takes place after three. But I haven't played it yet because I can't find it for a good price, and I'm not gonna play a music game just because it's part of like the main story. Yeah. So that is that genre. But yeah, I was super excited when the, the music started playing. I was like, I remember like I, my eyes were getting like watery and I'm like, oh, such a perfect like. I like I still forget and I have to like remind myself like, oh, sh-. like that's right, Sora's in Smash now. Like, it's so weird to say that like out loud, and even think about it because like for the longest for years, Johnny, for years, people would always say like, oh, like what's your dream ca- Smash character? And it's like Sora, Sora, Sora. I was like, yeah, sure, like that'll happen. Like Disney will allow that to happen. Yeah, and I'm, they have now. I'm not really into the the series. I just like the fandom coming from you guys. Like when I hear you talk about it, I'm like, uh, that's neat. But when it hit me is when I start hearing the music, right? Yes. When Sora comes out and all oh, starts flying around, that that's when I'm like, oh, okay, I, f- I feel. You that. feel like the mom- like the gra- the momentous like yeah. like event of the moment, right? Kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. Uh, super stoked about that. I'm so happy that happened. Um. Let's move on to the next thing, though, Johnny. Uh, we saw... This is loosely game-related, right? It's game-adjacent because it's about a game franchise, but of a movie adaptation, another movie adaptation, uh-huh. we're getting another... A second shot at the Resident Evil franchise as a movie. Not This time, not with Mila Jovovich or any of the previous, like... What is it, like, nine films later? Some crazy uh, shit like It was, that. like, six, I think. Six or five, I forget. But there was a lot of, like, the Paul W.S. Anderson ones, like... It was not fucking Resident Evil. So it was only Resident Evil in name and like a few, I guess, zombies, if that's all you want to go with. But 
Anyways. Wait, yeah, the trailer's out, and I keep I keep comparing the trailer to part one. What, so, do, you, what do you think about So that? Johnny and I are now we're talking about the trailer for Resident Evil. Welcome to Welcome Raccoon City, right? Welcome to Raccoon City. Welcome yeah. to Raccoon City. That's the full name of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, Leon does not look like Leon. Oh, yeah. It's some, like, random-looking dude that's, yeah, like, has his hair looks... His hair looks nothing like Leon. Nothing about him looks like Leon. And it's weird because Leon's look is very iconic. It's very specific. Like, he has, he's known for, like, the kind of, like, brown, like, como... Not como, what would you call that style, Johnny? He has, like, bangs, right, kind of? It's almost like a 90s bowl cut with bangs. Right? Like a half bowl cut. It's yeah. like to one side. Uh-huh. Like it kind of droops over like the like eyebrow a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely a 90s cut. Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, you know, his trademark look, his face, right? His bone structure and everything. And like this guy, whoever he is, I don't know. I'm not sure what the actor's name is, but like does not look like it. Again, you don't have to look exactly like the character, but hopefully his mannerisms come through. Uh, Leon at the start of Resident Evil 2 is very much a rookie. He's kind of... He's kind of cocky, but he hasn't really earned that cockiness in Resident Evil 2. It's not until, like, Resident Evil 4 later that it's like, okay, like, that's Leon the badass. Uh-huh. At the start of Resident Evil 2, Leon's kind of okay, just, well, like, well, a ca- very capable cop. Leon in Part 2 is just a new booty. He's super fresh. But I don't want so much of that to come into the film, right? Like, I want it to be genuine, but I don't want this guy to be just a bitch. Okay. I don't want it to be so heavy-handed. Right. And then, go ahead. The I will say this is like you can tell like they're very much a fan of Resident Evil in terms of like the production like a lot not I'm talking not talking about like the effects I'm talking about like the nods with like the itchy tasty written in blood on the window and like they show itchy tasty yeah it's a reference to Resident Evil One okay one of the one of the journal entries like one of the most famous like references Resident Evil is itchy tasty Uh. it's in the journal entry of like a scientist okay who like day for day he gets infected. And then he lo- starts losing his sanity the more and more each day. Mm. It's like in Resident Evil 1, the original one on PS1, like, yeah. it's a famous journal entry where you read the guy, he's like, he's like, oh, like, oh, like, oh, like, I'm, I feel hot now and like, scratch it and itchy. Like, I, it's like, oh, uh. we're exposed. And then like the next day, he's like, huh, like my lab guy, he looks, he kind of, kind of looks appetizing. Huh. And then the third day, like, his mind is completely eroded and it's just like, in really broken English, like, itchy tasty like mm. like he's, his mind is completely devolved yeah, yeah. so they, they they show a scene where like they have that written in blood on the window mm-hmm. which is really cool because it's originally in the in the journal but that like they're playing they're paying close attention to like, the easter egg stuff yeah so i thought that was really cool um you can tell they love resident evil i think the director has professed like he's like a major major fan of the property but you can tell like this what this looks like this doesn't look like it's ready for theaters. I was gonna say that was the next thing. The CG does not. It looks really, really look right. bad. Yeah, some sections look very poor, like the the wide shot of the town. It looks a little bit blocky. Don't look like homes. Uh, the lighting just doesn't look right. Uh, I think you see Birking on his Birking in mm-hmm. in his full form. Is that when he's like hanging from the ceiling or something? Yeah, it doesn't it looks look really like bad. the model. Yeah, yeah, they changed up the model instead of one giant eye. Like he has, has two, two, right? Yeah, that doesn't look great. There's a, a shot with a with a dog. The dogs don't look good, Johnny. No, they don't. You can tell like they're just like added to the environment. It looks really bad. Yeah, uh, the liquor, the proportion of the liquor looked a little bit small. 
when the liquor shows its face though, it yes. looks amazing. Yes, the liquor looks, looks like it was done with uh, what do you call it? Uh, we call it like real life like effects. We call those. Um, it's not CGI. It looks like it's practical. Is that what it's practical? Practical effects. Yeah. It looks like a like a mask or like like. It looks like makeup and everything done properly. It doesn't look too weird CGI-ish. It looks Yeah, good. I was hoping they were going to go with, it's probably not in the budget, but with some more animatronics, you know, some more practical effects. Mm-hmm. But the CG is super heavy-handed, and I feel like you guys, I wish you guys just would have saved some of the CG and just thrown it on stuff that you're really going to get down, you know? Yeah. So... That's a that's a fucking letdown, dude. I don't, I At the don't same know. time, like I this you can tell this is gonna be like n- the acting that comes through in the trailer like doesn't look like like we're not these aren't like you know like no offense like I can't act to save my well, life the, but like these are not we're not exactly pulling from the best of like the Oscar batch here. It feels like the acting is gonna be like the acting in Resident Evil One. If okay, like the live action shit. All right. It just it's just like it makes sense for it, but it looks on, like, like a high school theater production kind of. Like the outfits for yeah. Claire and Leon look like very kind of just like you got them from like Spirit Halloween <laughs> or something like Yeah, they they don't look like armor. They look like fucking cloth and It looks you goofy. Know, yeah. You know what I'm saying, right? It doesn't look like a the costumes feel, don't feel robust. Yeah. Like, I've seen fucking cosplay on Instagram that's way fucking better, right? Exactly. It looks kind of... You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of, like, in the 90s with that issue with, like, how do you translate superheroes to, like, movies where, like, without them looking, like, awkward as hell? Yeah. Like, remember, like, early X-Men characters all wore black. Like, they didn't wear their trademark outfits, right? Yeah. They just wore black leather and, like... Because black leather was safe, right? That's the safe, cool thing to wear, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't to, like, the MCU where it's, like... You can take iconic outfits and make them look like conventional and like ways that they fit where it doesn't look too like like spandex, right? Mm-hmm. Like Wanda, like Wanda in the MCU, like for the longest time people were like, you, Wanda looks like she's just wearing a corset and heels because her traditional outfit in, the, in Marvel, like it just wouldn't work in real life. In WandaVision, by the end of WandaVision, she's wearing her and like her Marvel outfit and it actually doesn't look bad. Like it looks... No, it, it looks, still looks simple. It looks true. It, it, off. Yeah. it looks true to the original design without it being like campy. Yeah, including the little fucking crown. Which, by the way, shouldn't work, but it does, right? Yeah. So I feel like looking at like when you look at Claire with her red jacket, like okay, she's got a red jacket, like okay, it just that's not too weird. But it even kind of looks cheap in a way. Like the ja- her jacket that she wears looks kind of like, I don't know, it doesn't look like actual leather. It looks like a very bright red. Okay, kind I think of. this is a keyword. The things that they're wearing don't look tailored to them. Okay, yeah. It looks like you just picked this off of the rack and yes. like, that's what you're wearing today. Yeah, yeah and there were, there were some other shots. Like, not just the uh, the CG, but there's shots. Like, when you come into the mansion, it looks fucking tiny, dude. Oh, yeah. What is that, that opening really hall? Yeah. The, the hall, like... That it, fo- it looks, the foyer, yeah. It, it looks, looks better in the game. It looks when, so cramped. It looks very cramped. And then in the game, when you walk into it, you feel the scale of it, but not just that. Like... You feel like, oh, fuck. Open, big. It's open, big, and it feels heavy because of the marble, right? You're yeah. like, damn, this building has been here for a long time. Like, marble, granite, whatever it is, it looks like 
it's been here forever, right? It's it's this shit is made to last. And you know what's weird is like that opening shot where they come in through the doors looks so cool. Like it looks like when you see the candles and the darkness, like uh-huh. as they kind of do that thing where they fan like left to right where they fan out. Yeah, when they give you the top shot. Yeah, like that's... that looks cool. Yeah. And then you see it from their perspective, and it's like, whoa, why is that banister so close? Uh-huh. Like the like that second floor area looks so like. It looks very claustrophobic, and it's like weird because yeah. like the mansion's supposed to be intimidating and like like you know a mansion, yeah. and it looks kind of like you're in the lobby of like a doc not a doctor's office obviously, but like it looks like something you would see like at Disney in that in a good way. Yeah, something about the death just is not on point. That death perception, yeah, it's kind of weird. I I don't like that, but uh, but you know what? It looks way more authentic to like anything we've seen up to this point. Well. It looks the, like way the more. The first Resident Evil by Miller was still pretty fucking good. Like the scale, of everything is on point. Like all the stuff in the lab is dope. Even the dogs for that time look pretty good. All the little like props look great. Okay. Like, vials. Yeah. All that stuff looks good, and fucking Miller's acting was great in that. Although she didn't fucking talk much, mm-hmm. but it still it still was effective. So that's that's kind of the benchmark for me everything after that is just shit resident evil stuff yeah but i like how they're at least like when it comes to like homages and references like they like they're clearly passionate about what they're doing with the movie mm-hmm. i'm not sure i feel like i don't know if it's a good idea to combine one two and three all together into one i thought movie. it was just one and two it seems like is... there's elements of three involved too though because i think there's a character i think there's i think we see jill i may i could be wrong I think there's someone who looks like Jill from, like, the city. Not Jill in Resident Evil 1. Did we see any tyrants in there? Well, we saw tyrants. We saw... Uh, Just Birkin. Whatever. Just Birkin, looks like. Lickers. I wonder if they put Hunters. Oh, hunters I, would be think, dope. I think there was a shot of the helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Crashing through, like, a window or something. Yeah, so fucking Mr. X has got to be there. Oh, maybe. That looked like it was, like, the mansion, yeah. though. Fuck, when they, they show the helicopter, because there's a helicopter in RE one too, the one that picks See, you now, up. Now I'm scared. I'm like, if they didn't pull off the other stuff, right? Are they gonna pull off Mister X, like bald head, all that, like big ass suit, or is he gonna look tiny? You know, with <laughs> a big suit, the tiny yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's gonna be interesting to see. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm looking. For, it comes out like next month, right? I think November or something. Yeah, soon, right? Really soon. So I'm surprised they waited so long to show it. Uh, this is not to be confused with the Resident Evil series. It's on Netflix coming out like eventually. Because mm-hmm. like there's a. I remember a while back they casted somebody as Wesker and it was like a black guy. But that's for the Netflix series. Not to be confused with this movie. Because one of my friends, Miko, he was saying like. Like, wait a minute, I thought this was going to be like a Netflix series. Like, nope, Miko, that's a completely different Resident Evil thing. No, I mean, they're distinct. One is live action, the other is animated. No, they're both live action. The Netflix one? Yeah. What? They're both going to be live action. No, 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 because I've seen trailers for a new Resident Evil thing, and it's... No, you're thinking of the series that came out on Netflix about the the CGI when it just came out like a month or two ago. Where they're going after the president, like before it all falls apart. Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen that. I really want to see that one. Yeah, that one's already on Netflix. That's the CGI ones that Capcom did themselves. All right. Now, I'm talking about there's a Netflix live-action series that's in development Mm. that's supposed to take place during, like, between one and two. Between Resident Evil 1 and 2. Okay, cool. But it's nowhere close to... But it's very, like, Wesker heavy. 
But it's nowhere close to coming out. No, not yet. Like they're that one's weird because that one they're taking like really creative liberties where like Wesker has like the main characters are his like twin daughters, which isn't even like a thing. Mm-hmm. That one's like taking very creative liberties with the residual for, like license. This one, this movie that we're talking about right now that we've been talking about for the last ten minutes or so is like a completely separate thing. Okay. It's confusing unless you keep track of the individual project. It's kind of confusing, but they're both live action. They're both live action projects. Sorry. Final thoughts on that, Johnny? Or no, let's move on. All right, let's move on to some actual articles because I can't for the life of me. I don't have enough information in my head to talk about this without referencing an article. So, Johnny, let's go ahead and let's talk about this Blue Point story. Um, this comes from PlayStation Lifestyle, but there's other sources on this. I just pulled up the one that I could find. Uh, Blue Point aiming to make quote game of the year quality titles end quote. Actively recruiting for numerous positions. This article is written by Zarmena Khan. Bluepoint Blue Point Games has said that it's aiming to make Game of the Year quality titles and is actively recruiting for numerous positions from combat designer to senior lighting artists and graphics engineers. As spotted by Twitter user Shinobi602, Bluepoint made its ambition known as an introduction to nearly all of the advertised positions majority of which mentioned that the studio is looking for experienced professionals and games industry veterans as opposed to entry-level applicants. Ooh, so they're kind of gatekeeping, sort of. We don't want you amateurs. We want veterans. All right, uh, back to the story. Blue Point Games has has begun the exciting work of original development and seeks passionate industry-leading talent to join our pursuit in crafting Game of the Year quality titles. End quote reads the job site quote our studio is renowned for critically acclaimed titles that exceeded that what the world expected of us from the remaster of uncharted the nathan drake collection to the remake of shadow of the colossus and most recently the ps5 launch title demon souls end quote as we previously reported although bluepoint seems to be moving away from remasters and remakes original content could either mean a new entry in an established franchise or a new ip from scratch as a matter of fact, it could mean both if the studio is up for simultaneous development. Speaking of established franchises, Last Stand Media's Colin Moriarty, quote, who's pretty well connected within the games industry, end quote, claimed to have heard through the grapevine that Bluepoint may be on a journey to Yarnum. John, do you know what Yarnum is? Yarnum stuff? Uh, I don't know. Yarnum is one of the main uh, hubs in Bloodborne. If true, we'll find out in due course. Sony has tagged the studio to make the next Bloodborne game rather than handing the project to From Software. End of article. Johnny. Game of the Year quality titles. I, I feel like that phrase does like a lot of heavy lifting for like. I'm thinking like, okay, Uncharted, Uncharted Nathan Drake collection. The collection by itself probably isn't like a Game of the Year thing. Uh, Dead Souls for some people might be a game of the year because it was a huge uh, complete rehaul. Shadow of the Colossus, great and stuff. I don't know if I would hesitate for people to call that one sh- game of the year, but do what do you think? Do you think they mean like? No, it's got to be original. Are they going? Are, do they? You think they see themselves now as like a triple A entity? Yeah. That they're only going for like senior level for senior level staff, and it seems like they have like high aspirations. Would you if they made a Bloodborne two, Johnny? Would you be willing to give that a try? Yes, that was one of the letdowns for part one. Controls were a little bit. I every time I say this, you say like that was kind of the intent because right? it is. 
Yeah. So. Well, for Dark Souls, it is. I don't know for Bloodborne if it is, but for Dark Souls, you're meant to be heavy and cumbersome. Yeah, I guess I'm okay with that. But one of the letdowns was just the way it looked. It just looked so dirty. Like I, I told you earlier before the pod, it looked, or I thought it was a game port from PS3. <laughs> so, to be if, fair, it was like early, early PS4, where like the line between late PS3 and early PS4 kind of blurs a bit. Uh-huh. So I can forgive you on that one. Yeah, but if they make the game look amazing, I'm, I do want to try it, dude. If they put you in a forest and the fucking trees are swaying around and you see all the grass and the foliage move with you and you hear shit in the in the darkness yeah i'm down to try it out so even if the graphics are great like are you okay with the concept of like a soulsborns games like the combat where it's very kind of unforgiving yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) what are you trying to say because you're like yeah i'm not sure because it the it's not like it's if it, the combat feels very one dimensional. It's just like take your shit and swing it, right? No, there's nuance to it. You have to know when to dodge roll, when to like that's block. every game though. Mm, but in Soulsborne's games, like that's the crux of the gameplay is like learning patterns, learning bosses, learning, looking for opportunities. Not to be greedy. Don't go for like combos. Get like a quick hit or two and then back off. Like, but if they added something like, hey, I gotta take my big ass sword. And then swing it, right? Mm-hmm. But there's only so many times you can swing it. And while you swing it, you have, like, this this thing loading up behind you. And then you have to get the timing right. You use your second thing. That's like literally a, Bloodborne. You have a gun to parry with. But is it, like, a timing thing? Yes. There's specific attacks you can, you can parry using your gun. So it's swing, parry, it's not, your shoot. Gun's not me- your gun's not meant to deal damage. It's to throw the bosses off, like, off target. Like, throw them off their balance. Okay. Like they're like the first major boss, uh, the I can't remember the name, something beast, but like he has like a specific you 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 know hack and slash, huh? The dude on the bridge. Yes. Okay. The something beast. I can't remember the first part of the name, but like he does this thing where he does like this move that's technically unblockable, mm-hmm. but you, if you time it right with your pistol, with your flintlock pistol, like it doesn't do that much damage, but it like stuns him, and then that's like when you're like that's your opening right there. All right, so there's that, and there's also... And there's only a limit to how many times you can use the pistol because it can only hold, like, three or four bullets. It's also if they took ideas from Kojima, and, you know, because they, they had that thing, like, where you have the ghosts, like, the uh, the ghost hologram things, where, yeah. like, I died here, whatever, be yes. careful, whatever. Yes. If they had a lot, of, a lot more of that, but maybe they drop a weapon or some shit like that, or they, they drop you with some money and stuff. Okay, it's so a little more forgiving. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I can see that. Just expand on, on that idea of All like right. the people dying before you. They they give you a, a leg up. Okay. I mean they kind of. I mean that's kind of the purpose is like you see how they die in their last moments, but an extra like kind of like this is like the loot they left behind or something like that. I could see that working. Yeah. Well, there's that. I, we don't even know if they're working on that, but it's probably gonna end up being a an original IP. I don't think uh, game of the year. I feel like qualifies for something that's already been made. You know, I would love for them to. I would love to see them do something more original, just like you kind of step out of the the shadows of like the stuff they've done before, and kind of like they've earned to do something more original. But also, it's like Uh, this is why you buy Blue Point, so they can make all these fucking remasters. Exactly, I was about to say that. Known for so. I was like, of course, I want like. There's always like there's that thing on the internet where like people complain about like. 
like ah like we're tired of sequels make something more original and like people are like okay like yeah and then when people make something original and it's like there's another like group of gamers that's like oh like, i really want a sequel or remaster of this like this needs to have like another entry and it's like you can't please everybody right you can't please everybody so it's like yeah but sony has already focused on original ip they have a fuckload of original ip so this only makes sense. Yeah, I mean, Death Stranding now is its own a new IP. Uh-huh. Uh, Returnal is now a new IP. Yeah. Um, shoot, what's the other one I'm thinking of? There's another one. All Stars. Uh, yeah. It's Although that well, one's not the greatest game. That one I'm glad is being like scrapped in favor for Twisted Metal. That's a good thing. But, anyways, let's move on to the next story. <laughs> Johnny, the next one we have. This one comes from VG247. Uh, this is GTA the Trilogy Definitive Edition will cost $70. Physical versions coming in December. This is a report. This is written by Dom Pepiat. It looks like Rockstar may be ready to push Grand Theft Auto the Trilogy the Definitive Edition as a premium title and box version may be coming in December. So we kind of talked about this on the episode, on the show before about how the Definitive Edition kind of leaked. There's all this like information or whatever about it being like made and stuff. This is like for the... I believe the 20th anniversary of Grand Theft Auto 3, which came out 20 years ago. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like in September, uh, October? I remember I got it for, I think I got it for my birthday when I turned 12, I remember. Which was like 19 years ago. So, funny how we come around to that. Rockstar has finally announced Grand Theft Auto the Trilogy, the Definitive Edition, a game collecting GTA 3, GTA Vice City, and GTA San Andreas released in one collection. But... The official details from Rockstar about the title remain a little thin. Luckily, the worst-kept gaming secret of 2021 continues to spill more of its details even after its official announcement. First up, we've got an inclination as to what the collector's price may end up being. I'm sorry, what the collection's price may end up being retailerbase.com opened pre-orders for the Definitive Edition collection last week with a premium price tag listed at $70 or £70 on PS5 and Xbox Series X and S, thanks to recent era. Right now, there are just reports the listings could have been published as placeholders or similar, but we won't be surprised if this ends up being the actual final price for the collection. After all, back in March 2021, Take-Two once again clarified its stance on raising game prices and reckoned that we as consumers are ready for $70 games. This follows the precedent set by first-party companies and platform holders like Sony 2. The PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One versions of the game, though, are listed at a $60 or £60 price point. Secondly, we've seen that the physical versions of GTA, the trilogy, the definitive edition, may hit shelves by December as per PP. PPE, last-gen versions of the collection will be out on shelves by Christmas with other box versions of the game landing in 2022. Uh, the Polish publication sources state that the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch versions of the compilation will release physically on December 7th with new-gen versions not coming until later. As for the official announcement, we've heard that the collection is coming later this year for consoles and PC with mobile releases of the game coming in 2022. This shows Rockstar is willing to stagger the releases to some degree Anyway, so we wouldn't be surprised to see the physical and digital versions getting uneven release too. And then it kind of talks a little bit more about that, but that is enough for this article. Johnny, we kind of talked about, we've talked about this like either last week or the week before about the Definitive Edition being like a thing just like around the corner, right? 
And since the last time we recorded, Rockstar has officially said, like, hey, yeah, here's the announcement. This isn't a real thing. And it's going to come soon. And they really, they just said, like, yeah, it exists. And then they showed, like, nothing. They didn't show anything. They didn't tell us anything beyond, like, it's a thing. Right. Here's the tr- trilogy. This is what's going to, like, it's going to include some, ga- like, quality of life updates and improvements and some up textures and new textures. And that's about it. They didn't actually show us any... That kind of has me worried. What do you think, Johnny? Do you, are you worried that they didn't show us anything? Do you think it's going to be, like, very lackluster? Well, At the same time, if they are going to charge $70, that better be for, like, I want. I don't want just a, like, HD upgrade. It has to be, like, a fully, like, remastered, remastered trilogy. What do you think? I'm not worried because I'm not interested. <laughs> so, uh, Fair enough. I have no intention of playing. It's 1, 2, and 3, right? It's... No, it's three Vice City San Andreas. Okay. One, two, we're on PS1, the top-down ones. Okay, okay. So it's the PS2 games, the PS2 trilogy. Yeah, I have no interest in it. I don't uh, really have that much is, interest either, actually. This is just their big push for uh, for uh, Grand Theft Auto 6. Yeah. So it's going to be like, this came, it comes out, what, in December, you said? December, supposedly early December. So it comes December. out December, six months from now, we might see a, a trailer... We might see a trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6 in, like, July, and then the game Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out in, like, 2023. And that's it. Are you interested in whatever Grand Theft Auto 6 ends up being? Is that something you're interested in? 6? I'm interested in it. I okay. want to know where they go. Well, it's not just that. It's not like, oh, cool, it's Grand Theft Auto. The thing is, Grand Theft Auto is, like, fuck, I'm, like, really fucking slurring my words. Grand Theft Grand Theft Grand, Grand Theft Auto there you go. is an event. Like, when this thing came out, 5, what was it? It was, like, the highest-selling piece of fucking entertainment compared to anything. It's, compared to any film, yeah. any song, any album, everything. I believe it still is now. Like, it still, like, holds a record, I think. I could be wrong. I think it's behind, like, Minecraft. Yeah, it was bigger than any fucking film. Bigger than whatever, right? Like the biggest media like yeah piece of yeah yeah you're right so just to know that there's a sequel to that is to the biggest media piece okay like can it top that for one right i doubt it i don't know we'll see we'll see i feel like gta 5 was a an event because i remember like i think you even bought me that game you got it for me on ps3 yeah it can probably top it though because i mean okay wait keep in mind gta 5 is spread out across three generations of gaming yeah, yeah, but I, I'm just interested in, like, launch day. So, Grand Theft Auto Five came out at the end of uh, PS3, right? Yeah, the life cycle. So, all this, like, a lot of the units that PS3 was going to sell were, getting, were in the fucking hands of the consumer. So, that's already, like... Uh, yeah, they already had that massive install base. Down. Yeah, so that install base was huge already. And then... Well, I'm just wondering if it's... If that install base has grown from... From now to then, you know. Well, like, I think they said I think PS4 surpassed PS3 in terms of like units. I could be wrong. Yeah, but it's is the question is just is PS5 gonna have the units that the PS3 had? Probably at the end of its life cycle. I'm gonna. Th- I think so. It might. I doubt it. But the PS3 didn't even sell that well. It was the weakest console of. It ended strong. It ended strong though. It didn't do that well like the first few years, but it, it surpassed the 360 by the end of its life cycle. All right, well, there's going to be a shitload of units out there for the PS3, mm-hmm. right? If everything goes well. I mean, for the PS5. Right. And then there's Microsoft. And then there's a PC. Uh, and then there's Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So, 
I think it could probably surpass it. I think so. <sighs> Sorry, I had a yawn. <laughs> what do you think of? So you have no interest in the definitive trilogy? No, no, I don't. I don't care about it being made. Is there anything they could show you about of it to change your mind, or at this point you just cemented into that position? Or there's like, there's nothing at this point they can show you that would change your mind. Not for three games. Not for three games. Okay. Because you said San Andreas, Vice which, City, which three. I love. I really love Vice City. It's probably my favorite yeah. one. And then uh, the music. And then the third one you said. And the third Grand one Grand Theft Auto 3, yeah. With, with Nikolai? No, that's four. Yeah, I figured. Grand Theft Auto 3 is with Claude, I think his name is. He has, no, he has no voice. He doesn't speak. Yeah, I don't want to touch that. That's Liberty City. Yeah, Liberty City. I don't want to touch Liberty City. Mm. So it comes down to San Andreas, San Andreas and Vice City. And Vice City. Now, San Andreas, I feel like they're going to butcher because they're going to make it to today's audience, which I think they actually said that. So if they make it to today's audience... They're going to take out all this fucking language out. All, all I don't think so. I don't think they're touching the core. I guarantee you'll find a fucking article about that shit. They're going to take out the damn strippers. They're going to take out the <laughs> fucking the prostitutes in the cars. All that shit. They're going to take it out. <laughs> I want that. So, I wonder what they're going to do to the weaponry. That's going to that that be the same. That's going to be the sound bite for the end of the episode. They're taking all the strippers out. <laughs> Okay, so they're going to fucking neuter the game, right? Okay. They're going to make it T or what? I don't think they're going to make it T. That's what you're saying. Why not? It'll sell more copies. Well, they might have to take out the blood too then. They'll probably just reduce the blood. They could probably get away with it. I don't know. We'll, I don't know. We'll see. We'll like see. the blood will disappear real quick. Right? More than anything, the real tragedy is not that. It's that they're not going to be probably be able to keep the same songs. I imagine those licenses have expired. That's a good point. That's a major part of the game, dude. I imagine a lot of those licenses have expired by now. Yeah. So. So, well, they still got to get 80s tracks. So right. they're either going to get the same stuff, very Or close. new 80s tracks. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Well, the thing is, I was reading that supposedly, like, on Steam and, like, all the digital, like, storefronts, like, they're removing the original games. Like, San Andreas, Vice City, like, they're removing those in preparation for the Definitive Trilogy. Okay. So you can't even get like the old original versions of the game anymore. So do you prefer San Andreas or Vice? Between the two? Mm-hmm. I feel like San Andreas has aged better. There's more content or more stuff. Vice City feels very cramped. But there's something about Vice City's story that I find more endearing. The yeah. whole It's like a straight rip of like Scarface. Yes, but yeah. I just like, I love the characters in Vice City more than San Andreas. So it's also more vibrant. I love like the color palette in Vice City with your pinks and oranges and your cyans. San Andreas has like this dark, muddy brown, gray like texture to the world. So uh, the games are older than Mass Effect. Absolutely. And when I see Mass Effect, I'm like, the improvements are not worth well, it. Well, Mass Effect 1 came out like what, two, three years later after San Andreas? Mm-hmm. San Andreas came out what, 2004, I want to say? Because I was in high school, at the start of high school. Sanders came out in 2000, the fall of 2004. And I want to say Mass Effect came out like 2006, 7 maybe? Yeah. So about, it was like about a three year gap right there. So so the the shooting mechanics in Mass Effect 1, not so great. Right. Whatever. In Mass Effect 2 and 3, it's like, oh, fuck. They really fine-tune this shit. Yeah. This is like the next generation of mechanics and games. Not to get away from the topic I have, Mm -hmm. but like, I liked the way 
Mass Effect 1 handled the guns better than Mass Effect 2. Because I liked how you don't run out of ammo, you just overheat. And then Mass Effect 2, for some reason, like they replaced that mechanic with, like, you had to have ammo all the time to pick up ammo from enemies. In Mass Effect 1, all your weapons recharge, they just have, like, a cooldown meter. I love that. Maybe they adjusted that, because I think uh, they took out, like, where you run and you get tired. Yeah. So they may have adjusted that. Okay. But what I was saying is, is Mass Effect are far more recent, the mechanics are better in the, in the shooting, and what I'm trying to say is, in Grand Theft Auto, that shit is not, like, that great. No, the 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 third person shooting in the GTA like original trilogy is horrendous, horrendous. Yeah, so they really have to revamp all that stuff. It wasn't really good, I would say. Like, not even Grand Theft Auto Four had good like shooting mechanics. Honestly, I thought they were like trash. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until like five where like it felt like pretty refined. So yeah, so and that so, was eight years ago. So they got to revamp <laughs> that stuff. And what I was also getting at is when I saw the upgrade for Mass Effect. All the like the new stuff, I, it was just like no, it's it's just not fucking worth it, right? Like this yeah. HD shit, uh, better textures, like it just wasn't. I imagine, I I imagine so if the treatment is the same, it's just not. I feel like they're gonna have to completely recall the shooting mechanics for this trilogy, because mm-hmm. otherwise, if they just re-release the games as is, like the reviews are gonna like murder them, because there's no way these games hold up mechanically to now. Absolutely, they have to change. The, sh- the f- driving is still fine. Driving is still fine. Mechanics yeah. are that they're fine, but the combat itself, whether it's melee or shooting, whatever, it had to completely be like redone top to bottom. Yeah, and and they just don't hold up the same way. They also have to do it because if if that is the first thing that people are gonna play, not not Grand Theft Auto Five, but if the first thing they play is is the trilogy. those trilogies, yeah. It's really gonna do a disservice for. It's gonna leave a bad taste. Six. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. people are like, are just gonna be like, "What the fuck? I don't want more of this shit." Right. Right. If it's gonna play the same, like no matter how good it looks, they probably won't want. Especially GTA Three. GTA Three, Johnny is two decades old at this point. It came out 20, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, there's people probably listening to this podcast that weren't even born when Three came out. Yeah. Like. It, those mechanics have not aged well whatsoever. So if they're gonna rehaul everything, they need to rehaul the very. They need to make the shooting feel good. It can't be like haphazardly like I was like. Or like in GTA Three, like when you do drive bys, like they weren't even accurate. Like you didn't even. Aim. It was just like whatever's to the side of your car. Like maybe there's like a wide kind of like cone shape. Like if they're close enough, like they might get hit. But like that gets it was super inaccurate. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. Any final? I'm I'm curious to see how they refine it. I am most likely probably not gonna get it. It's just not. There's way too many games to play this year for exactly. me for me to focus on something that came out 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah. So, any final thoughts? No. Nope. All right. So, well, listeners, we leave it at your discretion if you want to play it. John, for Johnny and I, it's going to be a hard no. <laughs> uh, I'm curious to see if they. I hope they do for the just for the sake of everybody else. I hope they actually refine like the mechanics, but. Go ahead, John. I was going to say, if this was Metal Gear, though, I would absolutely pay the fuck out of those games. HD remasters, better textures. If they got the same treatment that Mass Effect get, got, I would Oh, one to three? Yes. I, without a doubt. I feel like one would benefit the most because it was a PS1 game. Plus, it's my favorite Metal Gear game. Really? Yeah. I like three more. As far as sto- stories and location. But, yeah, I like three more. All right, let's move on, though. All right, <laughs> moving on, Johnny. We have that was it. That was our last of our stories. That our four stories. So now, Johnny, what? What? 
You got your glasses ready. You're gonna check. You're gonna check something. Yeah, I was like, oh, there's a Irish singer leak. Oh, I didn't look that up. I'm sorry. Can you tell me more about that? Because I couldn't. Oh, wait. No, you're right. It's the article from Tech Raptor. I remember now. You're right. You're right. Johnny is right. We have one more article. Also, they stopped selling Xboxes in Japan, but we don't care about Xboxes. Well, a specific chain of stores in Japan stopped selling Xboxes because of Game Pass. So, anyways, thank you for that tidbit, Johnny. Tech Raptor has this article written by Joseph Allen. It says, The best is yet to come, Johnny. That's the name of the song you're looking for. The best is yet to come. An Irish singer-songwriter has inadvertently let slip that she has recorded music for an upcoming PlayStation remake. The artist, known as Ava, says she wrote an Irish-language theme for the game, which will be announced this Christmas. What did Ava reveal about the PlayStation remake? This news was revealed in an interview with Ava on Irish radio station WLR-FM. In the interview, Ava says she was contracted, I'm sorry, contacted by composer Michael McGlynn just before the pandemic hit and told that he was writing music for a remake of an upcoming PlayStation game. The team was apparently looking for someone who could compose an Irish language theme song for the title, so Ava was recruited to perform this duty. Ava says the game will be announced this Christmas and that it's a big game. Suggesting it's going to be a remake of a major PlayStation property. The singer says that she's not a gamer, so she doesn't know much about the game she's been recruited to work on. In addition, she says that a lot of the process was shrouded in secrecy. Since Sony doesn't want news of the game leaking, it often doesn't even tell musicians and other external staff what the project is. All we know is that it's a major PlayStation game that will have an Irish language closing credits piece. According to Ava... She wrote the lyrics in the Irish language, which McGlynn's daughter then sang on the track. She describes it as a family effort owing to the close collaboration between her, McGlynn, and his family. At the moment, we don't know what the project in question might be. Sony recently purchased Demon's Souls and Shadow of the Colossus remake developer Bluepoint Game, so this could be their inaugural project as fully paid up members of the PlayStation family. One potential candidate for the game is Xenogears. A PlayStation nah. RPG that was known for its Gaelic, that's like Irish, kind of like ancient Irish, influenced the soundtrack. As VGC reports, Xenogears composer Yasunori Mitsuda recently tweeted a picture of McGlynn working alongside his production company, Procyon Studio. Another possibility, albeit a remote one, is that it's a remake of Metal Gear Solid. The closing credits theme for the original game, The Best Is Yet To Come, has lyrics in the Irish language. That I didn't know, Johnny. So it's a possibility that Ava is reworking this theme for an upcoming PS5 Metal Gear Solid remake. Konami still owns the rights to the stealth action series, but the studio is rumored to be reviving Metal Gear along with other dormant Konami properties. So it's not completely out of the realms of possibility. Last year, the original Metal Gear Solid was re-released on PC alongside other Konami games, so perhaps that was Konami readying the playing field for a fully-fledged remake. It's unlikely, but we can dream so that's the argo by joseph allen from tech raptor johnny i didn't know that the best yet to come was had i thought there was all japanese lyrics i know there was irish lyrics in there so that's interesting yeah it's where a sniper wolf dies okay i know the song i just i'm saying i didn't know that there was like irish lyrics mixed in i thought it was, i just assumed it was all japanese for some reason okay so the thing with that it says it's a closing it's closing how does she game. know where in the where in the game the song is that's what i'm wondering 
they tell her, oh yeah, it's like the end of the game. This is a closing. That's what probably, you're saying. They probably just told her. But it's a closing thing. It's not. Well, I don't know the end of the uh, end music for Metal Gear, but it's Sniper Wolf is right in the fucking middle. So either she's reworking that same song, or or they change the 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 placement of that scene in Metal Gear. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the same order. Yeah. Nah, fuck that. Like the ending for for Metal Gear is amazing. Like. That's no, I'm not... saying like like the fox sound doesn't have to be like the bosses don't have to be in the same order. No, no. They... Well, some of them don't. Yeah, like not you could you can move but, uh, but Liquid Vulcan Snake... Raven and switch him with what's her name, Sniper Wolf, and like it wouldn't really change the story in any way. Except uh, Liquid Snake, like that's a perfect. Fucking well, right, movie. he has to be the last one. Yeah. yeah, but they wouldn't give that song to Liquid Snake. It doesn't go probably well. not. That would that wouldn't really fit. Uh, not I, something that has like kind of that kind of emotional like almost romantic like tragic sound to it, it mm-hmm. wouldn't work so I thought you had a theory of what game it might have been someone else said mentioned Xenogears no I don't think it's Xenogears I don't know nothing about the game but that's not it's a, a P- game PS1 uh, RPG but that's RPG. not a game where everybody loses their mind right uh well i don't know if i would say that there's like a, a pocket of the internet that's really into like jrpgs that's uh very fervent of not like legend of dragoon fervent but xenogears is kind of like close up there i think legend of dragoon is probably like the one art jrpg that like everybody like wants using everybody loosely here but. i guess i guess <laughs> i can see that with the game i would choose and it's like a reach but the game I would choose has, I think it had some Aztec or Mayan inspiration, but it also has Irish stuff in it. And that game would have been, uh, God damn it, I told you, what was it called? Is it Legacy of Kings? Yes, Legacy of Kings. I knew it. I knew it. That's the game I want to happen. I doubt it. It's possible, but I yeah, doubt it. Who I owns I that? Too. That's still, that's Eidos, right? It's Eidos. I don't know if they got bought out or whatever. That's, that's, uh. Maybe it's EA's now. No, it's Square Enix's now, I think. Oh, you know what? I think you're right. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. So. Anyway, so that is our final story of the week. Johnny, what have you played since the last time we recorded? Just some more of GT. More Gran Turismo? Collecting trophies, collecting cars, making liveries. Making deliveries? No, liveries. What's a livery? I think, they're called, I think that's how you say it. Liveries are just custom cars. You put the decals on it. I just discovered uh, there's a section of the game, right, where you can check other people's photos and you can put likes and all that. I knew about that, but what I didn't know is I can go to decals and a bunch of people uploaded decals. So you can go ahead and like them and you can add them to your collection. And then you can use those decals, the community-inspired uh, decals, and use them for your own car. And that shit opens up so many things. So it's just decals being absorbed into other decals to make more decals? It's a collective decal group, like effort. no. Well, you take yeah. There's you need decals, and then you just add them to your car. Did you get any like dope like anime style ones? I got some of those. There's a lot of anime on this shit. Yes, on this fucking car. I'll make that eventually. I just don't know what car it's gonna be. It might end up being like a skyline, right? Is there like specific skins for specific cars, like the way they're shaped or something? No, you could oh. add any decal to any car. Oh, okay. So I. I knew you could upload decals, but I thought it was only for your own personal library. So I got decals online. Mm-hmm. And then when I tried uploading them to GT, everything came out just transparent. And I was like, oh, 
fuck this? Because I spent time finding those decals, right? Oh, you forgot but to like load it. Yeah, you forgot to like layer them or whatever. Well, I forgot to t- to test it to see if <laughs> if I had to do extra work, like a show, like like a sample or like a preview. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, did you make any of your old like from scratch, like like Microsoft Paint status? I didn't or? want to do all that either. Oh, okay. So luckily, the community lets you use their decals. So mm-hmm. I got a bunch of dope ass ones, and. Now I have a bunch of ideas for the cars I want to make. Do you have any ideas with all the stuff you've done for ideas for your real life car? I'm not going to add decals to my car. <laughs> but like other stuff, like, was there any like, oh, like, I like that shape of that part or like. No, like there's the stickers that I got. Remember we went to the comic book store? Yeah. And yeah. I got the, that manga with the girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah what yeah, is yeah. she doing? Asiago? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So I'll add that to my car. Really? Yeah, where would you put that? On the side window, on the back. Oh, okay, on the windows. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I thought like the paint, like the... no, they're like really tiny. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, Are you raced online or not really? Yeah, yeah, I've raced online. Uh, it's a little annoying that you have to do the time. Like, That's I don't see why you can't just jump straight into it. Yeah. But yeah, it's gotta be fair for everybody. No, no, no. I I don't see why there's not like. Okay, just jump into the lobby and just wait for like three minutes or something. Mm. Sometimes the fucking wait. It's like you have to wait to get into the lobby. And then once you're in the lobby, you have to wait again. So sometimes you got to wait like eight minutes until you are accepted into the lobby. And then once you're in the lobby, you got to wait like 15 minutes. That's kind of ridiculous. Does it make you appreciate more arcade games like Need for Speed and LA Crew, the Crew or not really? Uh... Yeah, there's, there's those are much more like jump in, jump out kind of style games. Yeah, there's there's plenty of things that I envy, but yeah, they're arcadey, right? So you yeah. do whatever the fuck, like uh, they're uh, not like as formal. Yes. Um, well, the trailer because I didn't appreciate the trailer for uh, GT Seven, uh-huh. but now that I have time with GT Six, I see GT Seven. I'm like, oh shit, they added this thing now, right? <laughs> now you can actually appreciate the differences. <laughs> yes, yes. So I'm like, oh. Now they're the they got the fine tuning. You could buy uh, this exhaust or this engine or whatever these gear sets, and you can see liveries and you see the difference in the lighting with the ray tracing, and you can see the difference in the environments. And it's like, oh fuck! Uh, you probably I, have like something to compare it to. Yeah, now like I a... could really absorb it. Uh, so yeah, like Need for Speed has the uh, body kits, which I really fucking love. Right, mm-hmm. you could add a, a ton of kits to your cars, and then. Uh, Forza has like your track creator, right? Right. You could design a track. I saw um, I saw a level design today. I think it was in concept, but you were driving your car and you're going through this little like pueblito. Mm-hmm. But as you're driving it, they have a fucking plane. They have like a C one thirty going across, and you're kind of racing it. And then you're driving, and then this this aircraft opens the back. And then it drops two motorcycles. It's just <laughs> fucking random as fuck. And then you keep racing this thing. The motorcycles like crash. And when they crash, they have a a squirrel suit. And they're like flying across on top of you. It's like you thought the race was over. It's only just beginning. <laughs> they, yeah, arcade shit. You get, you I get feel like a squirrel this. suit, you could still like outrun. You should be able to like outrace a squirrel suit. Well, the squirrel suit should just fall at some point. You shouldn't be able to glide that far. Yeah, that's weird. But yeah, it's arcadey. You do whatever the fuck you want. What game again is that? That was Forza. The new one that comes out? Five? Yeah. 
okay. I'm looking forward to that one. And because I have Game Pass, I can actually play it when it comes out, so I'm excited. Yes, except um, you might not be able to do great competitive stuff. No, I'll probably just play like the offline stuff. But Yeah, yeah, the career, it's definitely going to be fine. Um, Are you playing anything else besides Gran Turismo? No. Really? No Fortnite? No, that's all they do. Oh, you shelled that for now, huh? Yeah, for now. It's going to be gone for months. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably until the next season. Uh, yeah, I've been contemplating, like, should I should I get this game or that game? But I think I'm really just going to wait for Black Friday. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, too, where, like, like I, I just got paid, like, this past uh, Friday. And I'm like, oh, like, I can buy this. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Like, what if it goes on sale? Mm-hmm. And so now I'm like... Oh, like I sh- like we're getting close to because it's like we're still early October, but already in my head it's like once Halloween passes, that's like when all the ma- like all like the big Friday Black Friday deals start like leaking like ahead of time because mm-hmm. like there's like specific websites that I follow where like it's people on the inside like it's from the, like distribution or the warehouses or whatever who like they know ahead of time like what the sales of the deals are gonna be yeah, and so like I'm waiting I'm holding now to see like. Like, for example, I really want to get Far Cry 6, but Ubisoft games almost always participate, like, in Black Friday. They always go down to, like, half price, like, 30 or something. So, I'm like, like let me hold up on Far Cry 6, because that one's likely to go down in price, like, drastically. Just like with Watch Dogs, Watch Dog Legion, when it came out, like, it was on Black Friday, like, for, like, 30-something dollars, like, a month after it came out. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, like, holding, I'm hesitant with Far Cry 6, so that one I'm, like, not interested until I see, like, if it's going to be cheaper. Um... There's a handful of games that came out earlier, like in the last few months, like early in the year. That I'm like, I don't want to pull the gun on that one yet because I feel like that one's gonna go on sale eventually. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm waiting to see, uh, kind of, uh, I'm like just holding, like hold it, hold it, waiting to see what happens. In the meantime, uh, I started playing. I finished. I actually finished Halo Reach, uh-huh. the first Halo game I've ever played, let alone beat. Okay. Uh, chronologically, it is the earliest, so I'm going in order in the Master Chief Collection. Um, as somebody who's grown up playing first-person shooters that are not Halo, it's very jarring to play Halo because I'm used to aiming down the sights. Like Call of Duty has me conditioned, even Fortnite to a degree has me conditioned to like aiming where you zoom in uh-huh. and you're more precise. For some reason, I don't know why, but the majority of the guns in Halo, like even the rifles, like you're like hip firing you you don't aim you just you have like a reticle in the center and that's like where your shots go and like sometimes they're like accurate sometimes they kind of like fly off like the edges mm-hmm. but you're basically just like hip firing everything in halo and it's so it's so like weird to me because i keep trying to aim with the left trigger and that's to throw your grenade mm-hmm. <laughs> so i'm constantly wasting my grenades trying to aim like oh that's right i can't aim and so it's just weird because like I'm just like, is this just what Halo is? People always just hip fire unless you're unless you're sniping where you actually do zoom in with the reticle. But if you're not sniping, you're just kind of just hip firing everything, and it's just so weird to me. But I guess that's just how it is, right? Because it's like based off of Doom. Because in Doom you can't aim. Doom is just the same thing. Okay. You're kind of just hip firing because that's just how like that that particular brand of first person shooters started off, right? As like doom and wolfenstein all that stuff you don't really aim down sights that's not like conventional first person gameplay i my first first person shooter was call of duty modern warfare call of duty 4 modern warfare 
mm-hmm. back in 2007. So I've been conditioned ever since then to always aim down the sights because that's like accurate gunfire. And I, I just went, it was like halfway through Halo that I, halfway, about, no, about two thirds through Reach, I finally got used to the controls. Mm-hmm. I finally figured out how to run, how to reload, all that stuff because it's very jarring because it's very different from Call of Duty. So I did not like Reach at first when I started playing it. Like this feels clunky. Yeah. This definitely feels like a decade old game because it came back out in 2010. Like the sign, the wear and tear, it's starting to show on the seams, kind of. Like, this looks like a 2010 game. That said, the story actually got me interested in Halo. Like, yeah, the story's good. Like, I like, I'm like, there's these weird little grunt, ugly looking, like, Smurf aliens running around. Mm-hmm. And, like, I have no idea what's going on. As I was starting to play, like, I got to know the rest of, like, the team, like, Noble Team, they're called. It's, like, you playing as, like, it's, like, they're, they're, like, Master Chief, but they have, like, different, like, helmet designs and different armor and stuff. Yeah. And you got, you start to get to know, learn about Noble Team, like, what's going on. Uh, well, at, I don't know if I want to spoil a decade-old game at this point. I guess spoil I can it. get away. Uh, Noble Team pretty much dies off by the end of the game. Everybody in the game, everyone, every teammate, even your, yourself, the main character, like, you die at, by the end of the game. Like, throughout the game, they get picked off one by one by one, like, in different ways. One of them gets stabbed. One of them gets sniped in the head. One of them does, like, a kamikaze with their ship. Another one gets blown up in an explosion. And then, like, you're the last member of Noble Team. You're, you're like, Noble Six or whatever they call you. And it feels kind of like Rogue Star Wars Rogue One, where, like, you can see how this leads into the first Halo game. Or like you're passing, you're passing off like like oh this is our last like our weapon against like the Covenant or whatever like here like pass it on, and it's just it reminds me so much of Star Wars Rogue One where they're doing they get the Death Star plans, mm-hmm. and they're trying to deliver the Death Star plans to the rest of the rebellion, where like you're just like handing it off. Remember when like the when Darth Vader boards the ship, yeah, and like they just keep passing on the plans like the next guy to the next guy as they die. Yeah, yeah. that's a, so much of what Halo Reach reminded me of that. Where it's like you have, I guess you find the AI Cortana. I guess I know. I know Cortana plays like a huge part in Halo. I don't know exactly to what extent, but Cortana appears as like I guess she's somehow linked to this weapon or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like you have to deliver this to like what I've spoilers I now understand is like the ship that Master Chief starts off on. And so like you deliver like the thing or whatever, and then like you like you hold the line, like you hold off the Covenant for as long as it can for the ship to escape. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it's kind of like one of those things where like. You're shooting, you're like fighting the enemies and aliens and stuff, but then like your health, like your visor starts to crack. And so it does like the dramatic thing where like you realize you're going to die. And it's just kind of like trying to take down as many of them as you can. So like your armor and your health starts, like you, it starts to fail. Like your armor stops recharging, which is like a thing in Halo. And then like the cracks in your visor start to become more and more apparent and stuff. And it's like, it's like, oh no, like you're aware that you're dying. You know what I mean? And then the cutscene, like the last, there's like a, finally after enough like waves of enemies, it just goes to a cutscene of you like running out of ammo, pulling out like another gun, and like they, they eventually just overwhelm your character, and it just like you know cuts to fades to black where your character died basically. And so I'm I'm interested to see because I, I I did not grow up with like being a part of like the Xbox community, so I have very little frame of reference for like Halo or Gears of War or any of those really. Yeah. So playing the Master Chief Collection, starting with Halo Reach, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of interested now, and I'm I want to finish the rest of the series. And the cool thing is, all the games are on there, especially now that Halo Infinite's like around the corner. I want to try to catch up on all the Halo games and kind of see like 
Like, why is this series so, like, lauded as much as it is? And I kind of have, like, a small peek into it. We're like, okay, like, there is something here that's, like, humanity versus, like, the rest of all these, like, collective alien species and, like, how we've colonized space. It kind of, it's, there's something about Xbox and, like, I've made this joke before, like, Space Marines is, like, a thing, whether it's Halo or back when Mass Effect was exclusive and Gears of War. Like, they have this thing with first-person, not first-person only, because I guess Gears of War is third-person, but Mm -hmm. they have this thing with, like, 30-something-year-old men, 40s or whatever, Space Marines doing, like, Space Marine stuff. And I've, like, I've never been a part into that, and I'm curious now to see, like, okay, why is it so big so Halo Halo yeah well the Halo story is cool right the gear story is cool but it's probably so lauded like you said because that's kind of like all they got ah so they <laughs> with so the jabs they wrapped, with... so they've wrapped their whole Johnny's coming out swinging their whole fucking console is wrapped around Halo they're holding on real tight to fucking Halo and they put it up there it's their like one fucking thing it's like it's there it is it's their god of war another one it's their uh kill zone their last of us it's their last of us their chart they're uncharted (laughs) god of war they're all that shit you know what's funny i remember as a kid i remember there was a time we went to mexicali yeah and you and josie took i don't know whose xbox it was but you took somebody's xbox with you to mexicali Mm -hmm. and you guys were playing like halo i guess can you play the halo campaign it was like two players because i think you guys did that I think it was split screen. I don't remember. Yeah, it was split screen. Yeah. But I remember, like, I remember you guys played the original Halo. We were in Mexico. You guys were playing, like, I think you guys were playing, like, the multiplayer mode, like, the team deathmatch stuff. Okay. That's, like, the only, like, it's, like, the earliest thought I have of Halo is you guys playing that when we went to Mexico once. So, that's my only frame of reference for Halo. Uh, I want to continue playing, though. I'm interested to find out more about Master, uh, like, the whole. I'm, I imagine they eventually defeat the Covenant. I want to see how they do it. I imagine that's what's going to happen because Halo Reach kind of spoils that where they say like the end of the game because Reach came out after Halo 3. Yeah. So they kind of spoil like, like, oh yeah, like you started off like you, because of you, like you didn't live to see like your achievements like fulfilled or whatever or whatever. Like it's like a, it's like a kind of like an epilogue about your character where like your, your helmet's like the only thing left on the planet, like in the future. And like after it's like all prosperous and stuff, like your helmet's like half buried. Mm-hmm. and it's like a monologue or whatever it's like oh like you you know you died or whatever but you didn't get to see like the fruits of your labor or whatever like, like because of you we eventually like won against the cup like oh okay so they, they okay so we do win against the cup i'm curious to see how but i guess in halo one two and three i'll find out how we get there uh so that's what i'm playing on game pass right now i'm gonna play the next one halo one uh i also started i'm playing persona 5 royal on ps5 slash ps4 you should jump ship while you still can. I am 24 hours in, Johnny. And I'm like, I've done like two bosses. I'm like 24 hours in. And then like, it's funny too, because we were setting up. Mm-hmm. My phone was blowing up with like Miko and Brian and like all the, like all those groups of friends are like, like, do you want the regular ending for Persona 5 or do you want the, like the true ending? I'm like, okay, what's the difference? Like the true ending is going to be like an extra 30 hours. Like, yeah. Oh <laughs> God. But like, oh, but it's so worth it. And like, you got to do this and this. And like, ah. Like, uh, I'm already like, okay, like I'll make sure I, you know, improve my friendship with this character and that character to get the true ending and stuff. And it's like, like 30 hours, that's like The Last of Us Part 2. 
That's like, yeah, it's like throwing The Last of Us Part 2 on top of another game mm-hmm. for like a proper, like for the true ending of a game. Yeah. So I kind of dug myself into this whole, but it's okay because I have this whole week left. I have this whole week off because the kids are on October break. So I have this whole week where I'm not working. I can probably. So true ending is like just an additional cutscene, or what is that? I actually don't even know. But all I know is that Brian said that the true ending is worth it for Persona 5 Royal. He said it's just worth it, but it's the base game. Like they showed me, a, there's like a website you can go called like How Long Does It Take? Mm-hmm. And it basically summarizes every single video game. Tells I you do how, it all the time. Oh, you, oh, so you know. You well, it. when I'm about to buy a game, I'm like, how long is this shit going to take? Is it like <laughs> 70 hours or am I paying like 30 bucks for a five hour game? Right. Right. Uh, you know what? Oh, shoot. Okay. Hold on. They put it like. The group chat's exploded since then, but like I'm gonna go up real quick because one of our friends Omar showed me like the little screen capture of it, and it was like um, it was like a screen cap of like the website for Persona Five Royal, and it said, I think regular like a standard playthrough is like here it is, main story 103 hours, main plus extra 124 hours, completionist true ending 143 hours. Gives me chills. I gave you chills? Yes. Why? Because you're thinking of the time? The payoff. Oh, like it's got to be really good after 140 hours? Yeah. It better be good. I'm going to be very disappointed. You know what's funny, though? Is I mentioned on Twitter to like someone, to, I just put it on Twitter, like, oh, like I just started Persona 5 Royal. And like a whole bunch of people were telling me, like, oh, like it's such a great game. And other people were like, oh, like, like one person said, like, that game changed my life. I'm like, oh my God. Like, that's like one hell of a vouch. Like, that game changed her life? Like, there must be something here special because like GameSpot GameSpot gave it like a 10 out of 10 changed my life I gained 40 pounds <laughs> sitting here in my couch I don't think you've been gave it that diabetes. <laughs> anyways I'm playing that so I have like something on all three all three like uh, Microsoft I'm doing Halo playstation i'm doing persona and then on switch on nintendo switch i started playing this game called eastward mm-hmm. eastward uh i thought it was an rpg i was mistaken it's not an rpg it's actually more like a legend of zelda game where you're going to dungeons you're fighting in real time and you're like collecting weapons and stuff that lets you like you know go back and like uh backtrack and unlock new areas it plays a lot like the old school legend of zelda games hmm. but it has the setting of like a kind of like steampunk kind of not cyberpunk it has like a very like industrial look wait what is that again eastward i i think i might have considered it at one point we talked about it before it's oh. on pc and on switch are you on oh no no it has like it has like this. It looks like Earthbound. It looks a lot like like Ness. You know Ness from Smash Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Ness. He comes from a game called Earthbound. It has that two D pixely look, but it's like the pixels are very condensed. Like it looks really really detailed. It's two D. It's pixelated, but because it's pixelated, don't think it looks like like NES like eight bit era. It's like very condensed. It's pixel dense. So yeah. it looks super good. Like there's like a soft glow to everything. Like the street lights at night have like a soft glow. It looks, it reminds me of like Player Ready 1 where it has like that kind of like sad future look. Mm-hmm. Very industrialist, but it plays like a Legend of Zelda game. So it has like little hearts on the bottom for your health. 
it has you like you drop bombs to like blow up paths like to find new like like new like shortcuts and stuff and like secret rooms it plays like a legend of zelda game but it looks like earthbound if earthbound had like a high budget Hmm. so i'm only like about two hours into that game i've only gotten past like the first like area the major major like opening chapter uh i'm really invested in that game it has like a really cute like as a very cute like not minimalist but like it looks it reminds me a lot of earthbound just the way it looks it has a very cute aesthetic so i'm really into it uh that's all i've been really playing did i finish anything else i'm trying to think i finished halo reach i know i finished one more game you know what hold on let me check my because i I catalog every game i beat on oh um, you do that too i do that with uh games and film you do that with film yeah i have i have like a journal where i have the games i play is it backlogged what do you mean that's Uh, the app or that's the site is it no no i do it on um what is it called uh evernote evernote is that an app or no yeah it's an app it's like a little elephant i completely ignored i beat like two other games besides the ones i mentioned i finished astro's playroom which is like five hours not that great of an achievement but a really cool like showcase of the dual sense controller can do mm-hmm. and i finished boyfriend dungeon this was a game i mentioned like months ago yeah boyfriend dungeon the one where you do the dungeon crawling and the romance dating sim mm-hmm. okay i finished those two games along with halo reach so so far that brings me up to 23 games this year 23 hmm. yep not that much Honestly, it'd be a lot more if I didn't play so much with my friends, like the same games all the time, whether it's Fortnite or something else, like COD or whatever. Yeah. But those games are huge time sinks. Also, Final Fantasy XIV Online, that game ate up so many of my hours. So I probably would have beat more games by now. But I imagine the last month of December, I'm probably going to beat a lot of games because it's going to be right after Black Friday. I'm probably going to, like with with Christmas break and between Thanksgiving break and Christmas break, I'm probably going to have a whole bunch of time where i can play a lot of games so so yeah now i brought you up to speed so you have intent oh man it's gonna be tough that uh black friday though because if you're going and buying physical damn are they really gonna have stock have yeah. you seen like all those uh freighter ships stuck in the johnny you forget you forget psn also does its black friday deals every year. yeah that's what i'm waiting for because oh, i bought okay. almost stuff digital right but if you're gonna be out there like with the horde in Walmart. With a horde. <laughs> horde mode or what? <laughs> yeah, because even on, on regular days, Black Friday days, like prior years, I had a hard time trying to find the games that I wanted, right? So, good luck. That's all <laughs> I'm trying to say. I need to get some new shirts, too. I've been wearing the same, like, work shirts. Like, I have, like, the same 10 or 11 shirts I cycle through work. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I feel like people are probably like, does he only have, like, 10 shirts? Like, I have more shirts. But they're not all like work appropriate, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not like they have cuss words, but like they're not what, like. Do you have to wear a collar? No, they just have to be buttoned. Actually, you can wear a t-shirt if you have like a jacket or a sweater on top. They don't care. But I can't just be like, "How you see me right here?" I can't go but to work. They have like... to be buttoned, but not collared. Well, all my buttoned shirts have collars by default. Okay. I don't understand your question. No, like that's the rule. Like they have it. Like oh, it could be buttoned but not collared. No, collars are fine. I mean, I, look, I would look weird with the collars, like, flared up, but, yeah. Anyways, so, Johnny, do you want to do the regular pitch, or do you want to try my new segment that I've come up with? Wait, what's your new segment? Oh, you want to hear both? Or you want to hear what it is first? What is it? I'm introducing a new segment today. We're just going to go into it, and then we'll do the pitch after. 
this new segment I like to call, Do You Feel Old Yet, Johnny? I don't like this at all. <laughs> Based off the name, what do you think it's called? What do you think it's about? Okay, let's try it out. Do You Feel Old Yet, Johnny? This week, mm-hmm. 21 years ago, Pokemon Gold and Silver came out. Yeah, I don't care. I remember when you got it, but for me, it means nothing. Pokemon Gold and Silver are, is a huge 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 foundational part of who i am in terms in terms of like gaming uh i remember when that game came out my dad got it for me for new year's he missed the christmas window for some reason but he got it for me for like new year's eve and i played like the crap out of that out of gold i love that game so much it's still by far my favorite pokemon game gold and silver even the remakes are my favorite the gold and silver remakes so 15 years ago this week october 12 2006 Final Fantasy V finally came to the U.S. A game that came out like almost 30 years ago in Japan, but finally available for us here in the West. A game that I loved. We don't have to talk a lot about each of these games, but like, if there's one game you do want to talk about, we're going to get there. The next one I feel like is going to be very important for you specifically. Oh. 13 years ago, Johnny, this week. What do you think came out? 13? Mass Effect. No. Wait, wait, wait. 13 years ago this week. October 13th, 2008. 13 years ago. Yeah. Dead Space. Very good. Yes. Uh, Dead Space. All right. Did you just guess or you figured because I say it was important to you? Because it was important to me. 13 years ago, October 13th, 2008, Dead Space came out. Yeah, I just don't remember Dead Space 1 that much. Really? Because you, like, beat the game. Yeah. You don't have a fond memories of Dead Space, really? No, I love Dead Space. It's just... You know, I think you, you played it later, though. I think you played it, like, at least two years after that. Might have been. And also because you tend to blend games, you know? Mm-hmm. One with the sequel. Mm-hmm. That was 13 years ago. I don't feel quite ago. old. 13. That Dead Space? Okay. I'll accept that. I feel old at 21 years ago, Gold and Silver. Like, there's people listening, like, 21 years ago? Like, if those games came out, 20, those games are old enough to drive now. Or those, are, those games are old enough to drink now. I think it would make an impact if... I saw it, like, right before me, you know? Okay. Like, I remember uh, going to Maya Raquel's, and she had, uh, like, the square, and it had the joystick on it, and I would connect it to the control, and that shit had fucking, Galaga? Uh, I don't know if it was Galaga, but it yeah. had, like, uh, the tanks shooting each other, and they bounce around the bullets. Yes. Yeah. And it was, like, a little maze. Yeah. On that uh, CRT TV. Yeah. That type of shit. I remember that. Or, it was one of those plug-and-play games. Yeah, or playing, like, Gradius with Giovanni and Danny and all them. Five years ago, October 11th, Johnny, 2016, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Nah. Did you play Rise of the Tomb Raider? Yeah. It doesn't feel like five years ago. It feels it like less... It was reboot, right? Yeah, this was... Uh, I want to say this is the second one because the third one's Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So Rise of the Tomb Raider is the icy one, the snow one. Yeah. It's the one that came after the initial reboot. It's the second game. Mm-hmm. So thinking back, that's probably... I think that's my favorite of the Tomb Raider trilogy, the new, the reboot. It's really good. Was that the one with the uh, with the Japanese giants? No, that's Samurai? the first one. That's the first. Uh, that's okay. the, that one came out twenty. I want to say twenty thirteen. Oh, uh, okay. That makes me feel. Old. That's the that was eight years ago. Because I think my brother got that one, and then I played it through him. I don't know if it was on the Xbox or on the PS. But yeah, because I still remember vividly looking at those giant samurais. The big statues, yeah, 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 yeah. That was on the island, yeah. That was, yeah, that was eight years ago, a little more than eight years ago. So, and that's it. 
that's my little segment do you feel old yet i feel old thinking about gold and silver uh final fantasy 5 mm-hmm. i had that on game boy advance that was 15 years ago Johnny. that was half of my life ago mm-hmm. i'm 30 now that was 15 years ago when i was 15 like, i remember when and wh- i remember when and where i was like i had just started we had just started working we had just opened the video store 15 mm-hmm. years like 15 years ago okay so like i think I, I was like one of the first games i bought with my own money and so like think knowing that's like 15 years ago like wow because that feels like way less to me so anyways that is it for that and when we do this in the future we'll probably find more games that we're like we're like we want to spend time on but like i basically wanted to do it on games that came out this week but like years ago this week yeah you know what i'm saying so that's our do you feel old yet segment i imagine there'll be more games later on that probably are more prominent for you and i so um hold on now i'm worried because my computer is doing something weird and okay never mind it's still recording johnny let's go on to our last segment let's do the pitch ladies and gentlemen for those of you who do not know the pitch is a segment where johnny and i both take uh paper pieces of paper from two jars uh one is theme like uh the ocean space world war ii uh religion stuff like that and then the other one is uh not theme what's it called it's uh it's like a location or no i just said that it's the not setting it's a type of game right yeah yeah. like just like first person shooter puzzle platformer rpg so in the interest to save time johnny and i have already pre-chosen these um all right i don't know what you have though so what do you i don't know what johnny has either i have gangster Oh. Which is not one we've done before. Gangster and the other one is Spy. One we also haven't done before. Actually, we haven't done Spy in year in not years. We haven't done Spy since like the episode that Brian was on with the Hamburglar. Okay. So I got, of course, you know, I pulled three just in case one doesn't work. So the first one I got, which doesn't make sense, is Party Game. So how do you make a party game with gangsters like that? Are they just rolling dice or... Rolling craps or something? Yeah. Shooting craps? Uh, so that doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> What's the next one? The next one I like because it reminds me of a game I fucking love. Is Racing. Racing Gangsters. Spy. Nope. Spy and Racing. Spy Hunter? Yes. <laughs> Great fucking game. I think that was a PS1, wasn't it? I think. Okay, yeah. You had it on PS1, but it was also on PS2 later also. That was a sequel on PS2. Okay. All right, Johnny. We could probably I could see us combining spy and I also party. I stealth, which fits perfect with gangster and, and gangster stealth. Uh, gangster and uh, stealthy a- gangsters. Agents. So, do you want racing or do you want stealth? I was gonna say we could do a party game with spies. Okay. How? No. How? I don't know if it's like like if it's like Mario Party with like a. Like, imagine, like, there's a group of spies from, like, different, like, agencies uh-huh. all competing for, like, a certain, like, a specific intel. So, you got, like, CIA competing against FBI, competing against Homeland Security, and it's, like... So, in GTA Five, one of the, one of the, like, the little side missions is, like, all the major federal agencies actually compete against each other for federal funding okay. based on how successful they are at their missions. Mm-hmm. So... For example, we could have like a spy party game where like we have like agents from all the major agencies and it's like whoever like wins like the the goal or whatever gets like the intel for like a major like crime or a major like insider like and then that will like bring honor and prestige and like more funding to their agency. 
mm. next time that you know they do the budget for the country. And we could have a tyrant mechanism. Tyrant mechanism? Yeah, like you know, number six, all that. Oh, like uh, I was like, uh, like we call it, they call it a isometric uh, multiplayer kind of, where it's like everybody against one person kind of thing. Yeah, and their tyrant is Julian Assange and Snowden. Uh, okay, how would that work? I don't know. Like, do you, do you want to make a mature game or? Cause it's tough, dude. If you're making a, I'm just bullshitting. But if you're making a spy game, do you want like the Alphabet Gang to legit be the people that you play as? Do you want it to be a mature game with like crazy difficult puzzles or? I was thinking something mature in the sense of Grand Theft Auto, where it's like goof. There's still like a element of goofiness, but it's not overwhelmingly goofy. Okay. Like there's a sense of playfulness, but it's still like very serious at the same time. Hmm. Think of like 007, kind of like, you know, it's a serious thing, but there's like room for like chuckles and stuff here and there. That's tough. I don't know. Like, tell me okay, okay. What was your original idea? Not this. You had, what'd you have? You had stealthy, what? Or what was it? Well, I got racing and stealth. Racing so and stealth. So we could go like full on how could Spy you, Hunter okay, and how 007. Would you, how would you combine stealth with racing? Did you just not see the other cars on the track? Or no, what? it's just a shit little car chases. So it's a stealth game. You get out the car. Like driver, you would be able to get out the car and then you drive often, right? You just continue. Yeah, but a lot of the elements have to do with racing, so you would have to upgrade your car instead of body kits. You're like, you want to upgrade your guns? I feel like we just did this too recently, though. You think so? We did the European racing one, remember? Yeah, but that turned into like deathmatch. Yeah, but we were upgrading cars and stuff too. Good point. It was very similar. So, okay. So let's take out the racing. We can stick with the stealth, but you still got a lot of car shit in it. So we have we still ga- got we still got. Well, hold on. We still have gangster upgrades. stealth. Ah oh, shit! What if we just did gangster stealth where we had like? That's close enough, but far enough where it's like we got to be creative with it. Yeah, there's like we have like a there's like a framework to work in, but it's still like a playground in a way. Okay, I'm going with Yakuza. Yakuza could work. Are you talking about like the Yakuza games, or are you talking about that's the game? Just that's the feel of it. Okay, Yakuza doesn't really have stealth, but okay. Actually, racing, racing gangsters. No, no, because it kind of goes. Because what if you're combining like Yakuza gangsters? You're doing some type of stealth, but then there's some element with like the racing community, right? Like okay, like Tokyo Drift or something. Yeah. <laughs> so how do we merge those? Oh, no, I don't know. I'm blanking here. Okay, okay, okay. It's Andrew, think, Andrew, Andrew, think. Uh, okay, so... Okay, so... This is kind of like similar to the plot of like Fast and Furious, where it's like, yeah, like these criminal elements mixed with racing, and there's like some kind of like stealth. Let's have it so that you're a member of this gang. It could be Yakuza. It could be a, there's, there's multiple groups of Yakuza within the Yakuza anyway, so there's like little branches and stuff mm-hmm. that compete. So maybe you're you're tasked with like, hey, like the next big race, like they're gonna they're they're supposed to have like this really dope ass car that's gonna be like really fast. Like we need you to sneak into their compound, and like cut the catalytic converter or something, or cut their brakes or like brake fluid or like sabotage the car in some way in time for the next car meet. So there you have your stealth mechanics and then like if you mess it up or if you're successful like that'll affect the racing mechanics later on. I like that a lot. So if this, you this is reminding me of like Watch Dogs. So you could have your little gangs okay. but 
maybe it's a little bit more in the future where it's like the cars are super high tech and you can hack the cars you can break into the warehouse and sabotage the cars are you thinking watch times or cyberpunk well, it's in the future, but okay. the mechanics run like uh, watchdogs. Okay. Where it's like super high Hacking tech. Hacking stuff. Yeah. But you can like actually hack the cars. While you're driving, you can hack the other vehicle's cars. Uh-huh. Unless you've like upgraded it somehow. Okay. So it has an element of stealth where you're on foot and you're trying to get to these different locations. And it's racing at the same time. Uh-huh. With gangs. Uh-huh. But except the gangs are nerds. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that can work. So you have like there's like this stealth mechanic where you gotta sneak into like the the car the what do you call it the impound lot the the yard whatever it is the where they keep the car and you can't be spotted you gotta like find a way in then you have like a little thing where you have to like hold out like okay it's gonna take like two minutes to like do this it's also kind of like hitman because hitman you go into this location and you gotta like knock out a guard and put on his clothing so maybe you go to this guy's warehouse or his location and then. You're like all tatted up and you look like one of their gang affiliated people and you kind of just sneak in there because you look like one of them, right? Those will be like the Yuzi missions. <laughs> that reminds me of a, a Hard Drive article I read. It's like Hard Drive, like the Onion parody for games uh-huh. where it's like uh, Agent 47, extremely thankful that everybody in the world wears a 38 seam <laughs> like because he puts on yeah, the, yeah. everything fits him no matter what. <laughs> yeah. So... But back on topic, um, so yeah, you could we could do like that kind of element where like, I mean, you wouldn't be killing people, but you could probably like knock out people either like in combat or like sneaking up to like you know. Why can't you kill people? Well, because I kind of I feel like killing. It's a you can kill where you could go full stealth if you kill. I feel yeah, like the killing be... then would then like overtake the racing in terms of what's important. It's like, oh man, that, that guy's killing people. Like, it's like the racing element, like, doesn't really matter. Well, those are high stakes. Dude. High stakes racing. <laughs> high stakes. Like, the cars cost a shitload of money. Mm. You know, you gotta fucking win this to get whatever it is. Like, and like maybe five mil or. And maybe there's like objectives within like the racing. Like, like you gotta win and like also do like this amount of damage to the other car or something. Like before you cross the line or something. Like, like the, I feel like the two should feed into each other. Where like. If you t- if you like win and like you also smash up with some of the other guys like in the cars like the next stealth mission is easier because there's some of their guys are like out of commission or something. Sort of. So I, I feel want, like I want I want the two main things to feed and loop into each other. I want it to be like where you can hack them, but it's not like destroy your car to destroy theirs. The objective isn't like just crash into them and like make them sort. Mm-hmm. That can happen, but I want it to be a little more stealthy, like. They don't know what player is fucking with them, you know? Oh. Like, maybe you have to like, be within a certain amount of distance for, like, the cards for, like, a, a hack to, like, you need to be, like, a certain, like, Wi-Fi range kind of thing, maybe? Yeah, so, like, if, if there's a car in front and then there's two behind, you don't know which one of them is hacking you or is fucking with you. Mm-hmm. And maybe you got to take one out, but it's not the right guy. And oh. this guy already sabotaged two cars and they're, like, creating this instigating thing okay. between these two. While you're racing, you can go to car shows. That'd be dope. Where you got your lowriders. Is this for display or for what? To show off, like, devices. Like, uh, I don't know how far into the future, but I don't know. Like, what if you got a car that that's, like, the car from, uh, uh, what's Will's, uh, from iRobot? Like oh, that the car. Audi, the Audi, yes. Those are the cars I'm thinking about. Oh, like, like the where you can't, like, car. yeah, right, or, the car overlaps, like, the wheel, kind of, like, yes. where you can't, 
or the yeah. minority report card like that's the type of like dates i'm, I'm future streamlined yeah. very like slick looking some cars are fancy some cars are like low rider stuff but they're at that level of a future okay okay all right so <sighs> what's our protagonist like guy's nerd does he have to be a nerd he's in a gang well, sort of. He's, he's is, he the, is he the accountant for the gang or what? <laughs> no, no. We're the... If it's like Yakuza or whatever. Like... No, our backstory is like we hacked our our father's like computer and then we funneled some money and we did some bullshit and our, our family kicked us out. And we got dragged in. And we got dragged in by the gangster community because we didn't have a home. Okay. Some bullshit. It's like Tokyo Drift kind of. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, who's gonna make this shit? Well, okay, we need a name first, no? Or no? Oh yeah, that's something. The, that's the tough part. Something that combines elements of gang life with cars and it's like the streets. I don't know, because it has like a gang and car connotation. The streets. That's kind of perfect, but not so on the nose. Oh okay, but that 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 it works, right? Streets and wheels, maybe. What? You like streets and wheels? You ruined the name. Wheels and streets? I don't know. Asphalt? Maybe we call it asphalt? Well, there's a lot of, like, money exchanging, right? Okay. This is a dumb name, but there's a lot of money exchanging and under-the-table stuff. So it could kind of be, like, wheels and deals. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like like an app for, like, keeping up with food trucks or something. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like your Uber food delivery. We're wheeling and dealing. I don't know. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, let's let's come up with a good name. I appreciate your creativity, Johnny. I appreciate it, but wheels and deals doesn't really cut it for me. <laughs> it's like a tycoon car game. <laughs> wheels and deals. Uh, what about free wheeling? Free wheeling. Oh, that's like a biker kind of name. I think the streets works perfectly. The streets. It's good. It just doesn't pop enough. Race Avenue. Oh, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, stay in your lane, keep in your lane. I like that. Right? That's like the bottom, the subtitle. Yeah, because it has like more like context for like multiple streets, stay in your lane. It's like, goofy, but it makes sense. Literally, and then like metaphorically, like, don't get involved with this stuff. Like, it's not like your thing. Like, like, there's, like, a, like, criminal elements there. Like, don't get involved. Like, keep your head low, you know? Hmm. If we got, like, gangs, right? And we kind of got... Ma- you didn't get Mafia, right? I didn't play it. No. Okay, so you got gangs. And this is a good pun. Cartel. No? <laughs> I love it. I love that. That's good. Cartel. It has to have the hyphen in the middle. It has yeah, to yeah, have yeah. It. The little I think that's perfect, dude. Cartel. Yeah. I like that. That's really good, Johnny. Cartel, stay in your lane. Or cartel, uh, changing lanes. Fast, <laughs> That's fast, part two. Fast lane. Changing maybe. lanes is part two. The fast lane. All right, that works. Car- That's a sequel, Cartel Dude, 2. Dude, I love the name. Cartel. It's right. good. It's good. Okay, uh, who's going to make this shit? I guess Need for Speed, right? Uh, who's that? EA. Uh, what team at EA does that? Is that? It's not Volition, right? No. Who does... I forgot. I know it's EA, but who does... Uh, there's a specific team within EA, right? I'm blanking on the name, John. Can you help me out here? Do you know who I'm talking about? I don't know. 
the name of them. Within EA, there's a team that like all the major like games have like a dedicated group designed for the for making the. I want to say it's like Volition, but that doesn't sound right in my head. It's uh, EA. Oh, it's a Criterion. Is Criterion the right one? Sounds right. Because EA does the publishing. Who does the developing? Current developers: Criterion, EA, Black Box, EA, Brightlight, EA, Canada, EA, Ghost Games, Piranha, Slightly Mad Studio. I guess okay. Criterion's the main one. Yeah, Criterion for some 2010 to now. Yeah, but they don't do any shooting. It's like they have to have two two studios combined. But EA has like other stuff they can use that with, like. Because um... EA does criterion whatever it's if it's them they don't have good stories they don't have shooting and then even the stories with a need for speed are pretty cringy if we give it to ubisoft there's shit at driving games yeah you're gonna have to get the two of the worst to work together pull it off no 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 uh you know i this is one i might want to give to xbox real okay give it to um <sighs> who's the team behind Forza? I just forgot the name. Um, shoot, Johnny, help me out here. For uh, uh, I don't know if it's that relevant. Just the X, the Forza team. Uh oh, so the Sumo Digital or Playground? No, Playground Games. I think is the current one. Yeah, Playground Games is the main one. So Playground Games. But I'm just scared. If I give it to Xbox. They don't deliver games that often, so. <sighs> I imagine okay for for this for the sake of argument they deliver this one Johnny okay so there you go cartel I just love like changing lanes jamming it to the ribs I know you do I know you do cartel so there we go Johnny okay. ship it cartel all right ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening thus far uh, Johnny and I both appreciate our listenership uh, it's 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 holding steady slash slightly increasing mostly holding steady though. So just being transparent, uh, we appreciate if you guys did get it this far. Uh, we know you have a lot of choices in podcasts out there, so we appreciate you listening to ours. It's, it's not lost on us. I mean, we do this for fun, but it's nice to know that we're not just podcasting to the void of space. So I don't really care. <laughs> Johnny. I have fun with the pod. So. Johnny's the Sundir between the two of us. So. All right. If you have any comments, suggestions, questions, uh, maybe you have a better name uh, for what we came up with. Uh, okay, this is one of the names that they're not going to be. Cartel. You don't think? Uh, if with enough time, then somebody might. So maybe uh, reach us. You can reach us at DuoSensePodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that is DuoSensePodcast, all one word at yahoo.com. You can also reach us at our Twitter at DuoSensep uh, at yeah, at DuoSensep on Twitter. So you can reach us there. Johnny, do you have any final thoughts? Anything you want to say? I'm good. You're good? All right. So thanks again, guys. Uh, you know where to reach us, and we will speak to you next time. Goodbye. Peace. What? Peace. Oh, peace. Thank you. They're going to take out the damn strippers. <laughs>